Welcome to Funds That Won, where we dive into some of the world's most renowned investment funds. We'll interview investment managers across the alternative landscape and learn how they built their million and even billion dollar asset management empires. We'll explore teams, structures, strategies, and best practices in launching and running alternative investment funds. What's up, guys? Today, I had a conversation with Christoph, who over the past couple of years went out and bought several businesses. He purchased several, he sold several, and now he's in the process of starting a private equity firm. He shares his insights on buying businesses, you know, what he does with management and his strategy and how he thinks about raising capital and the whole process. He talks about where private equity fits into a portfolio and how he's pitching his offering to his LPs. Before I let you in on the conversation with Kristoff, I wanted to tell you three main reasons why I think Kristoff is going to be successful. All right, number one, he's validated proof of concept with his own money. So he's taken his own dollars, gone out and invested it into businesses, received a return, and now he's going out and you know to raise money from other LPs. A lot of your investors, they want to see proof of concept from you before you start your fund. And he's already done that with several businesses. Ultimately, investors just want to know that you're not experimenting with their money. Uh, they want to see that you've had a proven out process of generating return. All right, number two is that he's confident in what he knows and he is humble about what he doesn't. There are multiple levels of technicalities in this industry and in all the different facets from legal compliance to raising money. And there's a lot of different requirements when you're raising a $10 million fund versus a $100 million fund. And there's a lot of different requirements when you're a $100 million fund and a billion dollar firm. And Christoph recognizes this and he's brought in the team members and partners to understand and make sure that he isn't uh, taking any misstep throughout this entire process. And then lastly, he is going to keep buying businesses whether he raises the fund or not. Now, I'm confident, you know, Christoph is going to be successful in this business, but his career, his occupation, his lifestyle now is buying businesses. It's no longer, you know, a nine to five or anything. He is buying businesses from sunup to sundown all day, every day. And he's going to keep doing it with his own money, regardless of the fund or not. When you are that committed, your chances of success are just exponentially greater. All right. It was a really fascinating conversation today, getting into the nuts and bolts of buying businesses. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Hey guys, thanks for listening. As you know, we don't run ads on this channel. So if you could really help me out, this podcast has added any value to you or your business. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you calling in from here? So today I'm calling from uh, close to Prague in Czech Republic. Uh, we do all the business in the U.S., but post COVID, I'm kind of like traveling back and forth, and the Zoom opened a new world for us, I guess. So. <laughs> So I'm kind of all over the yeah. place. Global citizen, I need to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, that's great, man. I love it. Well, look, Christoph, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your background, uh, your career, and how you got into investing and uh, ultimately working on uh, you know private equity. So I will try to keep the story short. So after high school, I basically went in, into business like on the first day. I think I get my graduation and then next day I start a business or stuff like that. So I started like in a financial advisory, like in the in the company. It was kind of multi-level marketing here in Czech uh, here in Czech Republic. So that was kind of introduction to finance and everything. Then I left scare because I didn't like what I saw. And then uh in terms of like how the business was running and the service that was 
that was that was provided but it started the journey right and then i uh then i kind of double with other investments and then i start in the real estate uh so i kind of throughout my career I, i'm saying i was investor from my high school basically uh in the financial markets then the real estate then back to financial markets for a while and during that time also starting and unfortunately closing a couple of businesses that uh, were great ideas but just in my head <laughs> nobody else's right so kind of like trials and errors and and trying uh my best and like 10 years ago i really love uh, fall in love in doing business in the us and expanding horizons and stuff like that so i tried to get into us business again have done a couple a bunch of stuff and then at some point i was uh, looking for turning assisted like a small homes to assisted living facilities in the us and then i have done the research going to to us going mm -hmm. through different locations and then i get back uh to my home country to check and i was thinking like why i'm still trying to start businesses from scratch when i'm not good at it <laughs> and i don't know how it arrived but it was kind of download or whatever and i was like can i buy a business is that even possible so i try i, I start to research that and i came up with a couple of a couple of answers on google uh went to uh, like networking uh networking groups but kind of like a black car for for uh, or uh, fund launch for buying businesses and then yeah i was able to uh buy three to this day uh two of them were like a minority uh, acquisitions uh sold two and that kind of started the awesome. journey and at, some, at some point i was like i like the buying a minority but at some point i was like running through issues with the business partners and have different different takes and i was like okay now i i'm looking to buy 100 percent i have my business partner but we are kind of aligned why we bought the business in the first place right so it's different than going to the company that already operates and convince people that they should do something else that they have done right so that was kind of another another milestone and yeah, i found business partner uh in one of those m a networks uh, 18 months or so uh, ago, and uh, and yeah, we made offers on a couple of deals, bought the marketing agency in uh, in December last year, and now we have a LOI kind of signing candidate for another. And during that time, I was thinking about how to scale, uh, like a larger, and we can talk about that uh, that uh, story a, li a little bit. Yeah, but uh, that brought me to okay. Mm -hmm. What about even like raising capital and and leverage from that perspective and be able to buy more companies and because there is a big retirement crisis in the small business in the U.S. help a bunch of more people, right? Yeah. So how did you how did you purchase your your first couple of businesses? Did you uh, did you just use your own money? Did you use creative financing like sellers financing or uh, did you get, you know, small business acquisition loans? Like what was your kind of process for going out and taking down these yeah. first couple businesses? Yeah. So the first two were more like, uh, I think other value, like a, my, my capital, so to speak, with a little bit of capital and seller financing and creative structures that get me into those minority kind of uh, positions, uh, which was great, great experience. And the one that mm -hmm. we bought, the marketing agency that we bought in December, was a little bit of equity and SBA loan in the US, which 
I know there's a bunch of new changes uh, right now. So it's a great, great opportunity, but obviously there is a limit, right? To how big companies you, you can buy and how much you can do. So uh, we kind of already were thinking like how we can, like a little bit thinking ahead, like what we need to do right now to be able to scale once we potentially take advantage of all of these loans, right? And, and the limits and stuff like that. Yeah, what's your, so what's your, walk me through your strategy a little bit here. So you're buying businesses. Uh, are, you, are you planning on rolling them up and then exiting to a larger shop? Uh, are there synergies? What sort of value add are you implementing in these companies? Can you, uh, can you talk to us about some of those points? Yeah, sure. So first of all, we are focusing on the, uh, statistically, I believe there are like one or 2% of best businesses in the US and it's not the Apple and stuff like that, right? It's a small business that was uh, in a business over 10 years and it's over $1 million of revenue. Like <clears throat> they are already unique and very small portion of the US business statistically, which kind of blow my mind, uh, but it's true. And then if you are able to buy them, then they're sold, which not many businesses on that level are sold. So it's really unique businesses that we are going into, but it's a small business that still is not like wanted by bigger private equity companies and compares, right? And there is like a buyer's market uh, in a lot of uh, a lot of cases. We started the marketing because my business partner is in marketing for 20, 30 years. Uh, so that was like a nat natural fit. And uh, we are looking for other business services just from the premise of any other business that we buy will need marketing, sales, finance, which I can provide like a high level CFO stuff, right? HR and other admin stuff. So we were like, hey, let's build, let's build a kind of like own ecosystem uh, to support other businesses. So we started with the marketing. We are thinking about doing two, three other uh, marketing acquisitions and then already looking for other businesses uh, that we can we can buy and uh, so that's kind of the plan so the plan is to create like a different industry verticals marketing sales hr and stuff like that and obviously there are synergies there is cross-selling there is a huge arbitrage opportunity because the businesses that we are buying like one to five million dollars of revenue they're not wanted right uh, from the big, big money, but the big money has a huge problems of their deal flows, because if they are looking for companies that they can like, uh, <laughs> uh, make a sense of buying for hundred million dollars, there is not that many of them. Right. So on one hand, you have the huge problem of deal flow for bigger private equity companies, competitors that are hungry to buy, buy companies. And they have like $20 trillion or so of purchasing power. And on the other hand, you have the small businesses that 10,000 people retire every day. And I think like almost 10% of them own small business and they are not able to retire because there's not a lot of buyers. So that's another like a thing that we do. So we are trying to solve or solving the problem on the small market with those retirement business owners. And hopefully as we are getting bigger and create bigger companies, which is still start of our journey, but at the end, hopefully we will be able to Kind of prepare the ideal targets for bigger private companies uh, private equity companies i mean or competitors in those specific segments so that's one of those things we have an option to go public if we want if that's that's potential other exit strategy or 
I think potentially we can have a fund focusing on other like larger companies so we can potentially exit to potentially other funds or our own funds. So that's kind of the strategy in terms of in terms of what we do after after that we called our buying group or our fund guardians of legacy because we focus on the business owners that care about brand legacy employees and clients right like everything they don't just want to get the biggest check they want money that's completely fine but they have different priorities uh we take a huge responsibility of taking care of those decades that they put in and kind of uh, take it to the next level so that's our focus as well but uh, so we don't look to fire everybody and pretend that we know better because we don't right so there's a transition period and then obviously like a finance things that are like a cash flow things that are really easy to implement that most businesses don't look at and also just the small business if people want to retire there's a lot of the times there's a kind of glass ceiling for the company how far it can go because they are comfortable right they don't want to manage 30 people if they are managing five right now but we want and those five people in the company they want to grow as well so i hope we are kind of adding unique combination of still being in the small business right but also opening a couple of uh, opening like a carry opportunities for those key employees that are in the co- in those companies that we buy hey guys if you are interested in working with myself or our team uh we actually select a few clients a quarter to work with uh you can find an application on our website i would love to see you know if you if you are looking to start a fund in any way shape or form and need some help uh shoot us a note we'd love to take a look so what's the what's the term period on these businesses are you planning on you know, is this a 10-year target exit? Is this a five-year target exit? It, uh, is it uh, am, is it open? Like, uh, or is it predetermined? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, great question. So when I was doing like even like a consulting for businesses, I always told people like, run your business as you want to keep it forever, but can sell it tomorrow, right? And that's what most business owners, small business owners don't do. So that's kind of the basic premise. Uh, So as I was talking about building ecosystem and different business services that then we can implement to any other business that we buy, we are right now starting to look at the manufacturing because there's a lot of, again, issues. And we already have a marketing company that has great experience of servicing manufacturing companies, right? So there's the strategy of keeping it forever, or take it public when it's big enough or like rolling it forward to uh, to other funds but obviously there's uh there is just a another opportunity that i guess uh, we are buying five ten businesses in this section like one to five million dollar revenue and we buy ten of them and we will be in like 10 to 50 million dollar of revenue and how, how how much profit i don't know like 20 30 percent of the profit right like the value is so high that it will be tough to not sell at that point right so keeping it flexible uh keeping it flexible but mm-hmm. uh uh but yeah we try to make sure that the transition is as fast as possible and then the management that is staying like professional management can run it relatively quickly so that it's sellable asset relatively quickly like in the first two years potentially that would be like a short short period and but if we decide we want to keep it forever and just go with it uh we can uh, so that's that's the 
basic basic thing yeah and now you're uh let's see and so now you want to utilize a fund to go out and expedite these acquisitions is that right yeah that's so 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 walk us through a little bit about uh you know how you plan on utilizing that and and raising money and going out and taking this thing to market yeah so when we started i was thinking like when we start buying businesses i realized like how what problems we solve for the sellers right and we already discussed that a lot also i know that the bigger private equity companies and competitors larger larger marketing companies for example they have a deal flow issues because there are not that many uh many uh, many companies that they can buy right just from the statistical standpoint so there's the gap first gap that we are closing and that's the that's the opportunity but i was also thinking about what challenges we can solve for investors and we kind of put it even in the in, in the pitch deck right like i always go back to ray dalio that is saying like what is the holy grail of investing right like you need to find investments that are uncorrelated right and he said 15 to 20 like that's pretty hard to do <laughs> like 15 to 20 things that are uncorrelated like most things yeah. are tied to stock market or it's the real estate market or the bond market or or uh, economy inflation and stuff like that right so we even start to include it in the in the pitch that the pitch deck that we prepare like we don't want you to compare us to real estate and stocks and bonds and like you have you have to have it like that's that's a great thing like have it right but you should diversify you should have other stuff that are uncorrelated to that and very little people have exposure to private equity in general but if they have it they have publicly traded private equity companies right but it did stop still tied to stock market right the same as a real estate uh, trust right so then most people don't have it if they have funds like private equity funds like what we are talking here like they have those bigger private equity company, bigger private equity funds, right? So they are focusing on those 100 million plus valued, valued companies. Still, small business is 50% of employment, economy, all around the world, right? US, Europe, everywhere. And if you have... Exp- so you want to your- start... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. so if you have a sm- exposure to small business, it's probably one that you set up. But that's not investment, right? It's you are probably running it, right? So that's kind of like I think the solution that we are providing to investors, right? With this opportunity that they can have one uncorrelated asset that is not related to these things that we discussed. Uh, because I was thinking, like, if we are doing the fund and raising capital, like we need to solve issues to like problems to investors, right? And then have a thesis that that also solve problems to the marketplace, which we already discussed. So that's kind of the basic uh, stuff that uh, that I think it's important to to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am not saying it's better than real estate, right? It's just completely different, and people don't have exposure to that. So that's one part. The second part is if you want to solve the retirement issue, that I think I heard that it's eleven trillion dollars will change hands in the next ten to fifteen years in small businesses owned by baby boomers, right? Like we cannot do it with just our own capital, right? We cannot, we cannot, uh, cannot move the needle, right? So if we want to help more, uh, yeah. we need to be able to buy more companies and it, it either could be more smaller companies or then grow uh, to a little bit larger companies. That's 
I that's the answer that I don't have right now. Whether we want to do 20 deals a year in the small uh, one to five million, or we will go to 20 million, let's say, in that. So that's where we are right now. And what's the best better vehicle than than the fund, right? Because right now, pre-fund, we have this opportunity like other deal, and we are think we are potentially rising it as a deal by deal basis, but. I have done it in real estate, right? Like you need to have a investors and opportunity at the same time. That's basically the yeah doing investment cash flow issue, right? Like you have you have the opportunity, but you cannot take advantage of that because you don't have a capital, right? So I think it's a it's a great uh, great uh, great uh, solution. I'm glad that I was searching for answers on Google and find you guys right to have somebody that can walk <laughs> us through that and and was like because yeah. it was the same question like can we have a fund to buy businesses let me see right and i google it and i found basically you uh you bridger and fund launch right so uh, yeah. and then we decided to to do black card and and go with with, with you guys and it was amazing journey and it was relatively fast i guess it, when, when you, from when we are right now pre-launch but working on the legal documents and everything and yeah. and just being able to talk with you right now and be relatively con condensed I, I cannot do it a lot so I'm, I'm trying my best and usually going all around the world but with what i'm talking about but still kind of communicate better like what we are doing and it helped us even with the acquisition side right because we are talking to the yeah. sellers and saying this is the issue that we are here, here to solve right so even the deal flow is better because we communicated better so just it's just great and we're just looking forward to to scale from here and maybe have a, another discussion together and saying like we have 10 million dollars under management and been able to buy 10 companies right that, that would be great that's right hey it sounds like it's uh just around the corner for you guys hey guys so if you want to learn more about investment funds uh how they work how they're structured if you want to become a fund manager how I became a fund manager, visit our YouTube channel for more free value. The link is in the show notes. Thank you. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, maybe let's end with just a few, uh, you know, quick questions here. Um, you know, what advice would you have for somebody who's just starting off, uh, you know, either in their investments career or, you know, thinking about either, yeah you know, just buying businesses or, you know, building a fund, like just what's, what's advice from Christoph? Yeah. Find somebody that has already done it, right? Like don't try to figure it out yourself. Like you can do it, but it just takes so much time. So even if I had, when I had nothing, I find a way how to pay for speed, right? Like to figure out like credit card or whatever. Like don't, I'm not saying you do it, but I was like, if they know, what I want to know, right? Like I need to learn. So that just helped me to go through issues or challenges that I had to not going as fast as I anticipated I would, right? But even that's how I learned M&A. Now that's how we are doing, doing fund and just having somebody that I can have a call with, with right? And, and ask and, and have a coaching call and ask uh, what we should do what we should do about it. And I believe, and it's interesting, I usually have done just a little bit, like a small amount of education when I started. But when once we bought the first company, or once we will have a fund launch, 
it's even more needed, right? It's not the end. It's like, you need more help because there will be other issues that I don't know about, like an investor will ask something or we will buy this business and we will run to this issue, right? So I even spend like more money to have access to people that have done, done much more after the success, right? Like a little bit before the success, yeah. so you pay for speed, but then having somebody to ask the questions or... Uh, and go to the next level, right? So that was the biggest difference for me. And add value, right? Like at, at, at value. So d don't do it necessarily just for yourself first. Like find a way how to solve problems, how to create value for investors, business owners, whatever you do. And I believe in business karma. So you do a lot of stuff long, good for a long time and you build up this karma that something good will happen, right? Like you will find a good business to buy or... You will find the investor that will want to to invest in your fund, right? But you need to do good stuff before to kind of be worth yeah. uh, worth uh, having a luck, right? So to speak. So I don't know whether it makes sense, but that's just what I believe. And no, that was successful. Yeah, that totally makes fun. sense. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any uh, Do you have any habits that you feel like have attributed uh, to your success uh, that you do either daily or weekly or? things that you yeah. would pass on to other people. Yeah, so again relates to uh relates to uh what we discussed right now. Uh but I'm huge huge fan of Tony Robbins and I'm also part of his team supporting events, right? Have working with 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 uh with his coach and now the coach is going into the company that we bought to do do stuff, right? For our, our people, we just have a meeting today about it so constantly working on that yeah, and the habits is interesting like i have like, different ways how to do habits so i always like bring new habits right like daily routine and then start to get mm -hmm. bored a little bit with it and i need to uh invent the up. wheel and, and find find something else right so i want to have these but it cannot for me it cannot be repetitive that's why i like buying businesses because it's not one business that i will have forever Right, I I wouldn't be able to yeah. build marketing company for thirty years. I would be bored like second year in it. Right, so it even fits my uh, personnel, I guess. Right, to have a new stuff that we can we can work on, like new deals and stuff like that. And the, the same thing, it's with the habits, right? But learning, having access to people that can uh, that can uh, give me advice and and pay for speed. And then never, never settle. And if I go off and I start eating badly, like at some point I will realize it and be like, "Hey, that's that's not who I am, right?" Like let's let's change habits. Let let's figure out the way. So habits is kind of interesting for me. It's always changing. So I don't know whether it's habit. Maybe it's a habit of changing habits. It's kind of one thing that I yeah. want to work. Well, that's with, great. Work with, get better, hey, well. So. Hey, well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming on and, and, and chatting with us. Uh, it's great to hear your yeah. story. Uh, if people are trying to connect with you, uh, where's the best place to do that? Yeah. So the best place would be on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is kind of unique, so I don't think there's more people listed that, uh, that are located in the, in the U S which I'm kind of, uh, kind of as well. So on LinkedIn, you can find me and it's the best, best place. Or I have like a myname.com website as well, but it's a little outdated. So yeah, LinkedIn. But great. yeah, thanks for thanks for this was this was great. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, it was great having you. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye.
All information shared are the sole thoughts and opinions of the author. Do not take any information as legal or financial advice. You should seek a certified accountant and a professional legal team before taking any further action. We are not selling or soliciting a security in any way, shape, or form. This content is for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as financial or legal advice. Clients of Fund Launch or Black Card Capital Partners may maintain positions and securities discussed on this podcast.